Hello, and welcome back to the Leading Yourself podcast. This week on the podcast, we're talking about how to unmask your potential by overcoming imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is a common phenomenon, more common than we sometimes think it is. At one point in our lives, we all have felt imposter syndrome. Is that sense of persistent feeling of self-doubt and maybe even inadequacy despite the evidence of accomplishment. Overcoming imposter syndrome is crucial for personal and professional growth as it allows you to recognize and embrace your true potential. Today, we're going to be exploring some effective strategies to overcome imposter syndrome and regain confidence in your abilities. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves. Those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. The other day, I was chatting with a friend and she asked me, have you ever felt imposter syndrome? And I'm like, of course I have. I do all the time. It is something that I live with and that I suffer from on a regular basis. And when she asked me this question, she was looking for maybe some advice or some tips. And I started to think about it. And I thought this would be a great conversation to have on the podcast. So I want to start by defining what imposter syndrome is. And I went to my friend Google to find the answer. And according to Google, imposter syndrome refers to a psychological phenomenon where individuals doubt their abilities, accomplishments, or talents, and have a persistent fear of being exposed as a fraud, despite evidence of their competence. People that suffer from imposter syndrome, and I include myself in that group, we often believe that our achievements are a result of luck, or mistake rather than our own abilities and qualifications. They feel inadequate and they're worried that others will discover that they are not as competent as they appear to be. When I read this definition, I stopped for a second and I'm like, I always thought that I had a growth mindset. And this is telling me that if I have an imposter syndrome, maybe I don't. And I don't know if there is a correlation between these two, but it felt for me in that way. And I'm like, okay, this is reason enough for me to really put a stop to imposter syndrome. And I don't know that we would ever be able to eradicate that imposter syndrome, I think there are times that our imposter syndrome can play in our favor, but most of the times it doesn't, right? 
let's talk about what are some characteristics of imposter syndrome? What are, how does imposter syndrome manifest in our lives, in our careers, in our projects, in whatever we're trying to do when it shows up? The first thing is self-doubt, right? So if you experience imposter syndrome, you often doubt your abilities or your fear that you're not as capable as others perceive you to be. Another way that imposter syndrome manifests is that you tend to attribute your success to external factors. You tend to think that is luck or timing or maybe something else that external to you rather than acknowledging your own skills and your hard work. Here is where I don't necessarily have felt this way, but definitely self-doubt is something that, that I have experienced, right? Here is where attributing your success to external factors can be a connection to having a fixed mindset Another way that imposter syndrome sometimes manifests is in fear of failure, is that having that underlining fear of failure leading to perfectionism and a constant need to prove yourself. Also, um, imposter syndrome sometimes manifests in you discounting your achievements. Despite all the evidence that you might have about your achievements, you downplay or dismiss them, feeling like you don't deserve them, right? Um, another way that imposter syndrome can manifest is over-preparing. You feel that in order to compensate to your perceived inadequacy, you overwork, you over-prepare or you become a perfectionist in whatever it is that you're trying to do. If you suffer from imposter syndrome, you also tend to compare yourself with others and engage in self-critical thoughts. That negative self-talk that is always criticizing yourself, focusing on your shortcomings rather than acknowledging your strengths. And then last, from my perspective, there are probably other ways that imposter syndrome can manifest is this fear of being exposed, right? People who suffer from imposter syndrome, they have this fear that others might discover their lack of competence. And that sometimes can lead for you feeling anxious and stress, especially in professional settings, but also in personal settings. From all of these, I have to say that self-doubt is the one that I have felt the most. This feeling of doubting that I am capable of doing something, that I am assigned with a task or a project or I sign up to do something and I have this fear that I'm not capable. And here's the thing. If it's the first time that you're going to do something, you might feel that way. And that doesn't have to be imposter syndrome. That is just the fact that you've never done it before. So it is something that is unknown, that you haven't experienced before. And I think that shouldn't not be 
compare to with or confuse with, I think that's a better way of putting it, imposter syndrome. So as I said, I have suffered from imposter syndrome in the past um, when I have been asked to speak to audiences, for example, when I started this podcast. Sometimes I am recording about an episode and I feel that I'm not the most capable person to talk to you about this, right? And I start to overprepare for the podcast because I want to do my best. And I think a lot of times this imposter syndrome comes from a very good place of trying to show up as our as our best selves, trying to do the best work that we can put forward. It comes from a good place, but imposter syndrome can be something that is holding you back from realizing your full potential. So we want to make sure that we can control it and we can overcome it. Now, what causes imposter syndrome, right? I think As I said before, if you are new at doing something, it is very natural that you feel imposter syndrome. If you are a perfectionist, probably you suffer from imposter syndrome. Why do I say that? Because perfectionist, and I'm a recovered perfectionist, are people who set really high standards and always feel short of their standards. And as I said, I'm a recovering perfectionist. I am someone who sets the highest standards for myself. And sometimes I set the standards so high that it is impossible for me to get there based on who I am today and where I am today. It doesn't mean that I can't eventually get there, but right now I'm not yet the person that is able to live up to those standards. And I think having high standards for yourself is a good thing. I love setting high standards for myself because that challenges me to be better. But the pay, the the price you pay for those high standards is sometime being, being caught up in this feeling of imposter syndrome. As I said before, if you're new at doing something, um, that can be a reason to feel imposter syndrome. It also can be because of past experiences that you've had where you have received a lot of negative feedback about something or even criticism. And that instills in you that self-doubt, those past experiences where you were criticized or you received negative feedback planted a seed of self-doubt in you. Another thing can be um, cultural factors. They are, we live in a world where there's so many social expectations and cultural norms and stereotypes that a lot of times we feel this imposter syndrome because we don't meet those social expectations, cultural norms, or stereotypes. Also, your work environment might be causing you to feel this imposter syndrome. If you work in a very highly competitive work environment, right, you might find yourself constantly comparing yourself with peers and others and always feeling this 
feeling that you're not as good as your peers. That highly competitive environment can be fueling that imposter syndrome. So let's talk about what can we do to overcome imposter syndrome? Because as I said before, overcoming imposter syndrome is critical for personal and professional growth. If you are able to overcome your imposter syndrome, that is going to allow you and help you to recognize and embrace your full potential. So let's talk about what can we do to overcome this imposter syndrome. I think the very first thing, as with many things in life, the first step to overcome imposter syndrome is to recognize and acknowledge that it's happening. A lot of times we are going through this imposter syndrome and we don't even recognize that that is what it's happening. We are just not taking action. You might find yourself paralyzed. You might find yourself scared or stressed or anxious, but you're not recognizing and acknowledging that at the root cause of those feelings is imposter syndrome. So the first step is creating awareness that it is happening, that it exists. Also understand that imposter feelings are common and that many successful individuals, people that you admire, people that serve as role models for you also have imposter syndrome. You are not the only one. And finally, this awareness is also of the fact that you can be your capabilities, your true capabilities can be separated from any self-perceptions that are created by imposter syndrome, right? So it's acknowledgement of all of those three things. It's awareness of all of those things. One, acknowledging the presence of imposter syndrome. Two, acknowledging that you are not the only one, that Many very successful people, people that you admire, also suffer from imposter syndrome. And two, acknowledging that it has nothing to do with your true capabilities. The next thing I think is important to overcome imposter syndrome is to challenge our own negative self-talk. Imposter syndrome happens in the form of a dialogue that we have with ourselves that a lot of times we're not even conscious that it's happening, right? Imposter syndrome thrives in negative self-talk and self-criticism. So being aware of what is that internal dialogue and challenging those negative thoughts and those beliefs is key to overcome imposter syndrome. One thing that I like to do is to replace my self-doubt with positive affirmations. For example, when I am thinking I can't do this, right? I try to replace that with a positive affirmation that I know and I have evidence of that is true. For me, that is, yes, this is difficult, but... I have done more difficult things before. If I could do those, I can do this. 
right? So trying to find a positive affirmation that you know at your core that is true, that you have evidence that is true. And then also focus on your accomplishments, your skills, and your strengths. It is important to remind ourselves that everyone makes mistakes and that everyone at one point experiences self-doubt. It doesn't mean that that self-doubt that we're feeling in that moment defines our worth or our competence, right? Reminding ourselves that we are not that self-doubt, that we are much more than that. So whenever I am faced with imposter syndrome in front of a task, a project, something that I'm about to do, and I'm feeling this self-doubt, I try to list all the skills, all the strengths, all the things that qualifies me to do this. I try to remind myself of all the reasons why I am ready to do this or I am qualified to do this. And here's the thing. You only are going to get better at something the more you practice it. I, I firmly believe that. When I started this podcast, the reason why I didn't start it when I wanted and I waited months before I actually had the courage to record the first episode, I attribute that to my imposter syndrome. I was telling myself the dialogue I was having in my, in my head was, you've never done this. You don't know how to do a podcast. You suck at this. You're, you can't even speak proper English. Like English is not your first language. I was finding all kinds of negative thoughts and excuses because they were nothing else than excuses not to get started. And you know what prompted me to get started? One was the realization that the only way that I was going to be able to have a podcast and realize my dream is by taking action. And that I had a number of skills and strengths that would enable me to get started, right? But also acknowledging that I was not going to be great on episode one, that it was going to be a journey that I would have to learn along the way. There are many times that you're not going to be 100% ready for whatever it is that you're trying to do. You will qualify yourself as you take action. Okay, the next strategy to overcome uh, imposter syndrome is to embrace your achievements. I kind of speak a little bit to this one, but it's important to take time to reflect and to celebrate your achievements. The best way that I know to do this is to keep record of your achievements, all of them, big and small, and then revisit them regularly. Recognize the hard work, the effort, and the skills that contributed to any success that you've had before. If you acknowledge and you appreciate your achievements, you can build your self-confidence and you can draw from that self-confidence to overcome imposter syndrome when this arises. 
I like one thing that I like to do, and I, I don't do it right now, but I did it for a long period of time. At the end of my day, I would journal. And what I would write about was, what did I accomplish today? And what were the things that enable me to accomplish that? And sometimes there were small things, like I completed this task and I was able to do it because I was resourceful and I asked for help. I finished this project and my my project management, my time management, my analytical skills really helped me to pull this through, right? So keep a journal, keep a record of everything that you achieve and what are the things, right, that contributed to your success, internal things, whether it was, again, your hard work, whether it was the effort that you put in, whether it was certain skills that you have or do you leverage in order to achieve that success. Another thing that has been really helpful for me in overcoming uh, imposter syndrome is to focus on growth and learning, to shift my perspective from trying to be perfect. Remember I told you I'm a, a reformed perfectionist. This is what I mean. I shifted my focus from trying to be perfect to growth and learning, to understanding that no one knows everything, that there is always gonna be things that I can do better, that I can improve in every area of my life, no matter how good I'm already at doing something, I can continue to improve. And then embracing the process of learning and changing the perspective of viewing challenges as opportunities for growth rather than signals that I'm not competent or I'm not strong enough or I'm not good enough, right? Adopting that growth mindset is what really has allowed me to see failures as a stepping stones to success. And really seeing all of those as opportunities to continue to develop myself. So for example, the first time that I was invited to speak at an event, I remember I was so afraid. I really wanted to do it, but I was so afraid. And my fear, my self-doubt was so strong that I was thinking about saying, backing up from it and saying that I couldn't do it and make up whatever excuse I could find not to do it. But then I remind myself that if I ever wanted to become a public speaker, and that was something that it was in my vision board and in my long-term goals, I needed to learn by doing. I needed to take the first step. There was always going to be that first time. And here I was. I had an invitation to have that first time in front of an audience. This wasn't a challenge. This wasn't something that I, I had to find an excuse not to do because I was too afraid. This was the opportunity that I had been waiting for. This was the opportunity for me to take that first step and know that after speaking at that event, 
I could call myself a speaker. I might not be the best speaker. I might not be the most experienced speaker, but I would be a speaker, right? And if I was a speaker, if I became a speaker, then I could become better at speaking in public. But here I was presented with this amazing opportunity. It was flipping the script in my mind, changing my perspective from self-doubt and I am not capable and I'm not ready and I've never done this. And what if something goes wrong to this is the opportunity that I was waiting for. This is the door that I was waiting to open. This is an opportunity for me to learn, to grow, to get started in this journey that I really want for myself. Okay, another thing that can be very helpful when trying to overcome imposter syndrome is to be able to share your feelings with other people and seek for support. When you're feeling imposter syndrome, I don't know about you, but for me, it it creates isolation and it thrives in isolation. When you are by yourself and you're trying to deal with imposter syndrome by yourself, you're more vulnerable to imposter syndrome. Let me repeat that one more time. When you're facing imposter syndrome in isolation by yourself, in that environment is where imposter syndrome thrives, right? So being able to reach out for support from friends, from family members, from a mentor, from a colleague at work who can provide you that encouragement and that reassurance is critical to overcome imposter syndrome. Being able to share your feelings of self-doubt and be vulnerable with someone that you trust can really offer you perspective and can help you to gain more a more balanced view on what your abilities really are. Because here's the thing, all these inabilities that you see in yourself, you are the only one who sees those. I had find that when I'm dealing with imposter syndrome and I go to a trusted friend and I share how I'm feeling and why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling, and I just vent and share everything that is in my head at that moment. Every time that I've done that, the other person is like, what are you talking about? Like, you are really good at this and that and that, and you have this strength and you will be great at this. And having that trusted friend in that moment, someone who sees you as capable, someone who trusts that you can do it, you can borrow that confidence from them. So you can have more self-confidence that helps you fight imposter syndrome. A few weeks ago, uh, maybe a couple of months ago, I did an episode on the people that you need in your career squad. And I talk about the trusted friend. And here is where that trusted friend is so critical in whatever it is that you're trying to do, right? So if you're interested in that episode, I will 
put a link on the show notes of today's podcast episode. At that time, we were talking about career development. And I talk about the nine people that you need in your career squad. Um, And this is a great example of that. Now, imposter syndrome can present itself in your career, at work, but also in your personal life, right? And you can use that trusted friend in any scenario. Okay, another thing that you can do is to cultivate self-compassion. Practicing self-compassion by treating yourself with kindness and understanding is also critical to overcome imposter syndrome. Be gentle with yourself when you're facing setbacks, when you're facing challenges. Remind yourself once again that everyone makes mistakes and that what you see as potentially a risk of a mistake or a failure is truly an opportunity for growth, right? Practice self-care. Engage with activities that promote your well-being, that help you reduce your stress and your anxiety. That is going to help you control all those negative feelings that arise when you're facing imposter syndrome. And if you're able to control those emotions, if you're able to control your anxiety and your stress especially, your mind is going to be more clear to think straightforward, right? To think through and overcome that imposter syndrome. And the last thing that I want to talk about is you need to take action even if you're afraid. When we have imposter syndrome, right? Often leads to this fear of failure. And not only fear of failing, but the fear of other people seeing us fail. The fear that we could be exposed as a fraud. And here's the thing. The only way that you're going to overcome that is by pushing yourself to take action despite those fears. A lot of times you're not going to be able to eliminate those fears. Sometimes we think, oh, overcoming imposter syndrome means that I'm not going to be afraid. No, you're still going to be afraid. But you will take action even when you are afraid. People who you see and they don't seem to have imposter syndrome, that doesn't mean that they're not afraid of those same things that you're afraid. But they take action despite their fears. One way to do this is to break tasks into more manageable steps and focus on progress rather than perfection. To remind yourself that it's okay to make mistakes and learn from them. Taking action and facing your fears heads on is going to allow you to build confidence in your abilities and diminish the power that imposter syndrome has on you. And here's the thing. Most of the fears that you have in your head will never materialize. There was a study from the University of Michigan. I read it several years ago, so I don't have the percentages on top of my mind. I'm going to make this up, but it was a huge number, like 80%, 90% of your fears will never happen. They only exist in your mind. 
And when you take action despite your fears, now you're finding evidence, right? That you're able to accomplish things, that it allows you to demystify those fears and realize that they're not real. They're just in your head. And what if the worst thing that you can imagine happens? What if? Then, okay, I fall in the scenario when I'm talking to people. I make a joke. I make people laugh and I keep going. What is the worst that can happen, really? It is not as bad as you think it can be. That worst scenario in your mind is 90% not likely to happen. 99% not likely to happen. The key is to take action despite fear because that is what is going to help you build the self-confidence that is going to help you overcome your imposter syndrome. Now, I want you, I want to remind you that overcoming imposter syndrome doesn't happen overnight. It is a journey and it requires self-awareness and it requires self-compassion and it requires you shifting your mindset and your perspective. You need to recognize and acknowledge imposter syndrome, challenge your negative self-talk, embrace your achievements, emphasize growth and learning over perfection, seek for support, find a trusted friend that you can talk through your imposter syndrome, cultivate self-compassion, and most importantly, take action despite your fear. And if you do those things, you can break free from your imposter syndrome and step into your true potential. Remember, you're capable, you're deserving, you're worthy of all your accomplishments and all your future success. I hope that you found today's podcast episode helpful and inspiring. If that is the case, do me a favor and share it with a friend that can benefit from today's content. And if you really like the episode, please go to whatever platform you're listening to the podcast and leave me a review that help us to get the word out of the podcast and be able to reach to more people that might need to hear this message. I hope that you have an amazing week ahead and I can't wait to talk to you again next week here on the Leading Yourself podcast.